clay shooters. It's that time again. That time again. These guys aren't just anybody. They're good. It's time for the Dead Pair Podcast with Jason Rambo. Does your brain hear what your mouth is saying? And Sean Alley. He's large and in charge. Here to bring you all things sporting plays from the ins and outs tips and tricks, news and gossip from pro shooters, service and industry specialists, coaches, clubs, and more. Often imitated, never duplicated. And now, ladies and gentlemen, the one and only... Welcome everyone to the Dead Pair Podcast. Oh yeah. Energized by KOMO Game Boy US. Jason Rambo, you know what time it is? Uh, time to go to the range? I don't know. It's time for the Dead Pair Podcast to lay the smack down on our listeners. <laughs> oh, boy. Sorry, he, he, folks. I'm not sure what was in his drink this morning. He but... told me to bring it, so I'm bringing it tonight. Man, would you put your coffee? Holy cow. Uh, I can't mention it on there. <laughs> oh, what's up, everyone? Now, hey, listen. Joel Dondas, the episode we did with him. Huge he, hit. Yeah. He, uh... He told Sean and I that he's had a ton of emails and text messages, and and even we've gotten a few questions. Mm-hmm. And it was like, you know what? What better way to answer these than on the air? Because I think a lot of them, some of the questions were kind of, what I say is individualistic. Right. Uh, you know, like diabetes and that kind of thing. But mm-hmm. for the most part, some of these questions I think were really good questions that can help everybody. Yeah, and Joel's definitely an authority on the topic, so... Oh, yeah. <laughs> absolutely let's get him on here and put him to work uh, <laughs> there you go <laughs> david like here night we put joel to work right, right so but what's what's up with you sean Alley? oh man i i just all i'm you haven't is, been training dude well actually no I, t- I i take that back so i invested in a small tool i got one of those uh laser bore siders for a 12 gauge so you watched the video with Chad Roberts. That's right. I'm, I'm going to be doing some flashlight drills, quote unquote, with a laser instead. There you go. Um, doing some of that. Hopefully uh, your dog won't chase around the light. Oh, no, no. <laughs> Out of the three, one of them is really, really interested. In, the other one is not at all interested. And the, the wiener dog, she's just kind of curious. She just yeah, kind of yeah. chases it around the floor. What's that thing, bit. right? But um, what did you think of that video with Chad? I thought it was great. I mean, it's it's definitely good stuff for people like us who are kind of stuck indoors. I mean, let's face it. I woke up this morning. It was one degree on the thermostat. So um, you don't really want to spend a lot of time outside when it's that cold. So if you can do stuff yes. indoors, uh, yeah. more power to you. So, folks, what we're talking about here, if you haven't already seen it, uh, go over to our YouTube channel. Chad Roberts did a questions for the coaches really good questions about what people can do indoors to train with their shotgun when they can't get to the range or when it's, you know, frozen solid like it is up here in Ohio right now. Right. And he's got some really good drills, some really good exercises you can do. Go check that out over on our YouTube page. It's under the Dead Pair Podcast. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I shoot chat a text or a phone call if you've got more questions about it. But he, I thought he did a great job. No, so. he did. That was great. Very interesting. And, uh, like I said, I went ahead and splurged and bought one of those little laser pointers off of Amazon. I think it was like 15, 16 bucks. And it's yeah. pretty cool. I mean, you know, it's you put it in your gun barrel and away you go. Yeah, there you go. Always the, uh, the ever charismatic Chad Roberts, too, right? Yeah. yeah. You, you can't not like Chad. <laughs> he won't let you. He won't let you not like him. Oh, right. <laughs> Well, hey, listen, Joel's uh, Joel's ready for us to give him a call. I just got a text message from him, so let's get Joel on the phone. Let's do it. 
All right, joining us on the phone, second time on the podcast, Joel Dondas. Joel, how are we doing today? Oh, doing great, guys. Good to be back. Well, what's uh, what's new in Joel's world? What have you been doing here uh, this winter? It's been a great off season. I've had a super time with uh, with my family and my daughters. Uh, my daughter's been in college, and so uh, we got to go there, and then she came here and stuff. That was really fun. And in uh, train, I got this year. I felt like the, the off season, the training, the quality was really good. Um, got to shoot with a friend who lives about an hour and a half away, as who uh, bought a sixty foot genie lift. So I'd go there once a week, and I have. Uh, there's a tower on the farm where I, where I where I train, but uh, it's not 60 feet, and it's just been a, f- a fun time. Training's been great. Well, I'm jealous because I just look outside at all the frozen tundra and go, yeah, I'll just do gun mounts in the living room, right? So <laughs> you know it's going to be a lot warmer, yeah, right? <laughs> so Joel, you had a really big response from our last podcast that we did. I was a little surprised. I I, I received. Uh, quite a few text messages and uh and then got on the phone with people and there were there were all kinds of varying things going on um from dietary issues to just wanting to refine things but uh it was surprising to me but what was out there you did get some really good questions and we've got some as well um and we thought you know what what better way to answer these questions than to have you back on the show again for a guess we'll call it a part two absolutely and uh i I think there's some really good information here you know one of the questions was how can i satisfy my hunger without overeating and again this is all relates to shooting and tournament day yeah now uh, um you could apply this to anything really but but that question really kind of stood out at the top of the list because of the word satisfy and so we have two different needs, right? We, we really have an emotional need An emotional, the emotional need probably drives most of what we're after, but then you also have this caloric need of what my body really needs. So, uh, the emotional need is kind of like, is, is kind of where the issue, where the issue really kicks in. I'll be the first to place weight on a comforting victory meal, right? Like if, if I go out and have a, a, a great day, I'm like, let's go celebrate. Right. Um, a trophy steak, a trophy steak dinner, a cheeseburger, onion rings. I'm, I'm eating those things. You can be rest assured. <laughs> uh, and, and some of my, and those are some of my, fa- those are like my favorites. But you know, uh, other meals play to the other end of eating, where I know good and well, uh, like for lunch or breakfast, uh, you know, I should be eating these things. Um, and so when you roll back to that. emotional state of satisfaction so is the question is can you make both of them satisfying right and studies have shown you know in science that typically that's not the case um so if they gave people a shake and said oh this shake is you know it has this peanut butter and fattening and this and this and this in it and then they gave them another shake and they said oh it has this this and this in it and this is really healthy for you um, the people who had the healthy shake were hungry faster, um, and both shakes were the same. And wow. so what they derived <laughs> crazy. So what they derived was that hunger and satisfaction can play a, a very interesting role with one another. Um, and so 
I started when I when I read that and I, and I could roll back to my meals. I I can identify with it. Um, and so, as of late, over these years and and getting used to how I like to eat and everything, um, I can see how you know I can find satisfaction though in if I, if I know I need to eat the right things then that's what I just, I need to do. And then it makes that special meal, that victory meal, that much more special. So there's a little bit of psychological effect to it is what, is what I'm getting out of that. In, in truth. Yes. And there's some enzyme. So, and not to go down some rabbit hole, but there are some enzymes that come into play as we eat and neurons are firing and digestion is occurring and all that's happening these neurons are sending impulses and desires. Um, and just like if you're having sugar, the gut is saying, Hey, I want more, 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 more. That's not necessarily an emotional response, but, um, there is emotion out there tied to it. Well, Joe, what about like the types of food you eat and how, I mean, like for instance, everybody knows you go eat Chinese food and like a half hour later you're hungry again. Right. So is it the types of food that you can eat, uh, that also dictate how your body feels and how hungry you get and how soon after you eat? Yeah, I was going to get into that a little bit later, but um, that is definitely the case. And we could just, you know, okay. no, we, 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 let's get into it later, actually. Yeah, we can circle back that to that. A, yeah, we, that we, is a big part. We can circle yeah. back to that later. No problem. Well, another big question <clears throat> that I know that you were asked is, am I eating the right amount at the right time? And I'll let you go into a little bit of that. All right. So the way I think about it is that simple awareness of activities and caloric intake are the, are the starting point. And it's kind of like sleep. If we don't get the right amount of sleep to begin with, you're starting at a deficit. Mm -hmm. So I'll sometimes talk to people and they'll be like, oh, I eat a big breakfast and then I only eat for X amount of hours. It's kind of like the, the worst thing you could possibly do. Um, because in the intervals, your, your body creates sugar spike and and it's going after muscle and to break down the muscles to and amino acids as fuel so the last thing you really if you're wanting to get in shape or you're wanting to be healthy last thing you want to do is break down the good stuff that you have to kind of feed your system right so so gaps in eating uh are an, are an issue so overeating to catch up causes causes sugar spike um it's going to make your insulin, it's going to make that glycemic index go up and, um, and it makes you sleepy, et cetera. So there are a number of different side effects, um, and muscle depletion, which I spoke of. Then there's the dumping of excess. If you're, if you're eating a larger amount at any one given time, your system's only going to use the calories that it needs and it dump, it dumps the rest as fat. Um, so consistency, keeping the body fueled like a car. I mean, that's my favorite. I, I think my favorite metaphor is you think of a car, a car, unless it's got a constant drip of gas, it's not going anywhere. Why would your body really be any different? Right. right. So you're looking, you're looking to consume about every three hours or so. Um, and sometimes, and for me, like during a tournament, um, I want it to be a little more regular. So I want to take the portion size down um, and I'll get into that in a second and why. So I, I think balance, balance adjusted to activities, never starving. You never starve yourself, um, which creates shock and deprivation. And so knowing your caloric need and look, 
I, mine changes all the time. Yesterday I lifted weights. So, um, I had, uh, five eggs and a green banana. And then I, and then I worked out and from, from working out, you know, your muscles are still looking for food because the five eggs, it's about, uh, five, two, seven. That's in the banana. It's probably, it's less than 500 calories, right? You have 2000 is what you should have in a day. It's less than, it's less than 500. So I eat that, I work out. And then right after that, I'm having um, yogurt with protein powder and berries. And I'm going to make sure that there's a plenty of a ready fuel source. Um, and then probably in an hour and a half to two hours later, I'm going to, I'm going to uh, have lunch. And that way, I've provided enough fuel for the muscles to rebuild. Now, if I do cardio, I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna have a little less protein, um, and then on the and I'm gonna have probably some avocado, or something, a little bit of good fat that's a ready fat fuel. It's, that kind of fuel burns longer uh, than carbohydrates, except for green bananas and. Um, and then I'll have some yogurt and, and stuff after. Um, but so I, I, I mix it up. Um, so I start the morning with a meal just like, you know, I, I always say just like your car has to leave the garage with a little gas in it. And then uh, if working and, and, you know, if I'm working out, I'm, I'm mixing it up because I don't want to cannibalize anything. The worst thing you could possibly do is uh, do, a, do a kind of just strenuous workout and not eat first it will cause some serious cannibalizing of your muscles. Now, there is one caveat, um, and, and bodybuilders or physique, physique guys do this. It's called a glycemic burn. So if somebody was really serious into losing weight, you could you get up and you have a cup of coffee and you do no more than 30 minutes of uh of a workout and then you eat immediately and what the third the in 30 minutes what's happening because your body builds up some sugar storage overnight and so it'll just accelerate the it's called a glycemic burn it'll accelerate the the burning of that sugar and um accelerate it accelerates the burning of the sugar and accelerates your metabolism and so then as you go to eat you've burned off the sugar your body's looking for fuel and it starts rapidly um, burning, burning that the the fuel from the food that you've given it, um, and it, it's kind of like um, catapulting your metabolism, if you will. That's the other thing people don't get is that um, often don't get is they'll they'll think, oh well, you know, I'm going to eat less. Well, eating less causes this that causes the deficit we were talking about earlier. And so your body's then trying to make up for it, and then it can be cannibalizing your your muscles during the day to look for the fuel. So there's plenty of data out there that says that actually it's better to eat well and eat a little bit more healthy food along with your you know your workout if you're really looking to kind of be healthy or or stay nourished during a comp during a competition. So um, the rest of the day, uh, for me, I think of three things. I think that ingredients should be fresh, and they either from the farm or the ocean, um, and I should be able to recognize them. You know, kind of that simple one-to-one -one thing I spoke about before. 
Um, if you can't pronounce the, the name of it and you don't know it's, if it's natural or not, I'm, mo- I'm move on. <laughs> and for every, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, oh, yeah. You, yeah. You, you know, you're like, well, how was that made? Or what was that? Or if you don't recognize it, move on, find healthy food. And then for every processed ingredient, my question is how many other real ingredients can I surround it? So there's no way to get away from processed food. So let's be real. You you know, and that's okay. I, I, look, I, I mean, I, I have them too. Um, there's no doubt about it. But I, I then, on the other hand, tr- try to balance it out, and also uh, know that salad dressing high in calories, low in value. That's another question you can always ask yourself. If I'm having this, how good is it for me? And what's it going to do for me? You know, it. I, the thing that I'll, I have pause about is when we talk like this, people are like, oh, this guy must be a maniac around his eating. I'm not. Honestly, it's just so simple. Yeah, I just look at these things. I'm like, yep, I feel like having that. I'm having that. And uh, for, for these other meals, I'm going to have this. And I kind of just, you know, weigh it out and I feel good about it. That's for sure. Well, well, let me ask you this, Joel. I'm going to play devil's advocate for a second. So I know one of the big trendy things lately has been this fasting diet. I see a lot of people talk about, you know, not eating for large periods of time and then packing in their food in a short amount of time. What is there any logical benefit to that? Or is that kind of not really a good thing to do? Um, I, I don't, I don't really know a lot about fasting. Um, and so I'm, and I'm sure that I, you know, it would spark like a big argument probably somewhere with people who do believe in it. Um, the one thing I do understand, you know, and I, I think I told you guys about the 300 mile bike ride, and I know how your, how my body needs fuel, and I, I know from everything else that I read, and I would like to think that I'd be a good example because I was overweight and in poor health, and then you know, turned that around and I feel like I'm in really good health and really good health today. And so the prescription that I'm speaking about is and telling you, and telling you all about is one that's of actual success. It's not like I'm some, you know, and I, it's my, I guess my pet peeve would be, there's a guy at the gym who's a trainer and he's a trainer, but he's in bad shape and he has bad habits. Okay, that's not a good example. I'd like to think that I'm, I am a good example. I've lived it. I've done it. Um, it's current. At 56 years old, you know, I'm, I'm less than, I'm around probably 10% body fat or, or something like that. And I'm in good shape. I can go out and run five miles. I can, I can do just about whatever I want. And um, so I'm not sure about, the, I'm really not too sure about the fasting, but everything I know about eating says that, that that's not something that's very healthy for you. And, and based on scientifically, you know, what I know about how your muscles break down if, or look for, look for other sources of food. And the, the last thing that an aging adult wants to do is lose muscle. You're already losing muscle naturally. And by the time you're 80, you need to have as much as you can for you to be able to walk down the steps, uh, walk up the steps, yeah. get out of bed, right. you know, or what, whatever, the, whatever that case may be. Okay. Fair enough. And the other thing, the other thing about diets, which I had made a note about to, is that anytime you, let's say you did, um, uh, a, let's say you were doing this fasting diet or whatever, and then, or let's say you did a keto or all protein or, you know, whatever, 
you're going to see results. There's no doubt that you're going to see some results of, of, of some weight loss or whatever the case may be for a while. But your system, and, it, and this is written about, your system is then going to be is going to revolt a little bit because it's not getting a balanced, a balanced, balanced nutrition. It's not getting the, and you can see it in people's skin and so forth. So, you know, I don't know why do that. I don't know why you just wouldn't, you know, eat kind of have have balanced meals with consistency. And look, sometimes you're going to have the victory meal. And it's going to be great and have fun. But if we can't have every meal be a victory meal or else we're going to look like a victory, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, in, in, right. the wrong, in the wrong way. Right. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, well, I've, I, listen, I got a list of questions here and I, I keep adding to this list, but let's, let's stay on track and I'll ask these at the end. Um, okay. I'll try and be quick fast. <laughs> no, you're fine, Joel. <laughs> uh, trust me. You're, you're, you're giving me lots of goodies here. Um, you talked about sleep and eating. What foods will help a person get a better night's rest before a big tournament or, well, just in general? So uh, this goes to Sean's, it's Sean's comment about, you know, uh, well, what foods like would make me hungry or whatever. I think that, isn't that how you said it? Like, yeah. Uh, um, okay. So, so here's, I think there are two things and they run parallel to one another. One if we're looking to get a good night's sleep, um, it's the timing of when we eat. And number two, it's what we eat. So the closer you eat to bedtime means that your system will be working to digest the meal when it's trying to, uh, to go into a, the other direction of relaxation into a cycle of a, a restful state. And our body's doing that based on our circadian clock. That's a 16 hour. It starts after you wake up 16 hours later throughout the day. That's the way we're wired. And so if, if we eat close to bedtime, our body's like, oh, you want to go to sleep, but I still got to digest all this food. I've got work to do. And so you don't begin the sleep cycle in kind of a restful way. Hmm. And shooting, I've always, I had, I don't know, I kind of knew it, but now shooting really um, brought me, you know, as I started to think about what makes a better night's sleep and also how do I wake up and feel good about that sleep? Um, which I spoke about last time I do a little journaling beforehand, a little gratitude, um, and kind of get my mind straight. And then also having eaten earlier. Um, now when it comes to, when it comes to food, it balances probably the key. Um, if you eat high protein, protein is a, is more of a, is like a quick is a brain food. Honestly, um, so like I'll have nuts in the afternoon, a little bit of chocolate. It's good for the brain, to, but a lot of protein at night. And if you couple that with fat and you have a fattening meal, fat is going to slow down, make the, the digestion harder. And then the protein is going to also um, create a lot of work for your system. Um, carbohydrates, interestingly enough, they are much quicker to uh, absorb for the, for the system. Um, and to Sean's question, that's what would make you hungry fast. Um, you have a, a high carbohydrate meal and your body's going to digest that. You're going to get sugar spike and then you, um, and then you're going to be hungry sooner rather the, this than is the, later. This is the Chinese buffet effect. Right. 
Right. That's what I was kind of pointing. <laughs> yeah, but you know the thing that puts you to sleep at your at work during the day, like you you ate about an hour and a half later. So you know, hands down, if you eat and within an hour and a half you're hungry or you're a getting sleepy, that that meal created sugar spike and p- potentially had too much carbohydrate. Hmm. So the way I think about it is it's got to have balance. And, and and it's we've been discussing it since the beginning of the call. It's about balance. And um, I, but look, I'll be the first if I if I'm if I <laughs> by HOA at a tournament, I'm going to have a steak meal. <laughs> so I better, I'll be suffering after. Yeah, right. I don't care. But you know what I mean? It's like if we're you know we're not going to be maniacal about it. But if you want to know what creates better sleep, uh, balance, eating early, eating like you know not within two hours of bedtime more like you know three plus eat eat at six o'clock go to bed at nine thirty. you know that kind of thing your butt your body's had a chance to digest also eating a little on the cleaner side right okay so not heavy not heavy in fats so, so just real quick just before i go on to this next question um so if you were gonna okay in the morning you said like you eat five eggs and a green banana lunch i mean just a general idea what kind of lunches is, is joel going to have on an average day okay so today i um i was trained today um i bought a, a pack of sushi it had i don't know it was a roll that was sliced into five or six pieces and then i brought uh, broccoli asparagus and um some chicken and the chicken had been baked and i you know like and then I took the skin off and whatnot. And so I had that for lunch and, um, and I, but I had it over, uh, about a two hour. I had some, I'll eat half and then I'll eat another half. Okay. Um, and which we could get into, um, I, I, you know, I know there's a question about eating and competing, so we, which will dovetail into that, but that's kind of how, how I, eat. I try not to eat a, big lunch. I try to space things out and snack a little bit and stuff like that. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. And this does kind of lead us into this next thing. So how does your eating change between, uh, on a day you're competing in a tournament versus on your regular day-to-day eating? So I guess number one goal is I'm looking for consistent fuel and I, I don't want to see, uh, you know, have that experience of a full stomach. So, but, you know, you go to the taco truck, you eat a big burrito or something like that, and you've got this full stomach. It's the last thing you really want to do. Um, it's like we've discussed previous um, to going to sleep. You, you do that, and your system is going, goes to work to digest all of that, and it's taking oxygen, honestly, and, and other resources away Um from where where you'd really like them to be um and so it's in ta- it's taxing on the gut and if you ate if then this is a fact if you eat until you were full you have overeaten hmm. that's a satisfaction thing that is not your what you what your caloric need is that's that thanksgiving right? day meal right that's what you're talking about that yeah yeah <laughs> and I, I mean like let me let's put it this way if my my if my wife makes uh like our Cajun roast beef, rice and gravy and popcorn rice and stewed green beans. And there's chow chow and whatnot. It's, it's, it's a problem. <laughs> I, I, I will eat until I can't eat anymore. And I'll be, I'll be sitting back on the banquet and I'll be like, my stomach will be out to there. And I'll be like, 
God, that was so darn good. But man, I was <laughs> like, uh, you know, so, um, okay. So on, uh, when it comes to competing, um, I'm looking to eat clean, kind of like how I spoke about today. Um, I love the super, uh, it's called the pro meal superfood bar. Um, I think the ingredients are, are, are just fantastic. They're very good ingredients in that bar. So, uh, I'll have an assortment of things. And if I was going to shoot across several events or whatever, I know that there's going to be uh, yogurt with some, probably some protein or recovery powder in there. You can get stuff called recovery powder, um, and, uh, berries and yogurt won't go bad over the day and I don't need to refrigerate it. And then I'll find other, um, easy, easy to digest food. Like sushi is really easy for me and, um, in vegetables and, um, and I'll kind of like put it in a Ziploc bag or whatever, and then I'll just snack on it. And then I'll have a superfood bar and, um, and I'll just kind of, you know, eat a piece or two here or there and just kind of keep, keep, keep some fuel going in my system. That way I never get sugar spike and, um, I'm, not depleted and brought, you know, broccoli and asparagus and green vegetables of that type are super good because they're called wet carbohydrates. And so they, they have moisture in them. And so let's say you're out at the Western regional and you know, it's already dry and you know, you're going to be needing to work overtime to, you know, to hydrate and whatnot. I'm having that kind of stuff. I'm not going to have stuff that's going to be uh, fat or heavy. That's going to actually be pulling away from that dehydration um so that's what i think about it gotcha it's um, pretty simple to be honest i know it sounds like a little not like maybe what people are used to but it's so easy well i mean it's anyway. it's easy in theory it's just dealing with your mental the willpower the willpower and the mental cravings you know because some days you know i don't want to eat hot wings but most days i do <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, Joel, you were talking about gas in the tank and comparing a lot of things to automobiles. Well, in the performance world, Sean and I are like dump trucks. Right. So, <laughs> or cement mixers, yeah, one or the other. There you go. So, um, so hey, well, listen, that kind of leads into the next question, though, is, you know, somebody wrote in and said, what will it take for me to lose weight and get in shape? That has got to be a common question for you on the nutrition side. I'm going to say the first thing you do is uh, you ask your primary care physician for to recommend a nutritionist or you find one. And, uh, and I did it and it, I, <laughs> it was an eye opening experience. Um, this was when I was, you know, overweight and um and i had those also i had those health issues and i go to the i'll never forget going to this lady's office and um she had this blob on the desk and she picks up the blob and she shows me the blob and it's like this white kind of like it looked like a cloud but it was kind of like it wasn't white it was off-white and uh she said this is subcutaneous subcutaneous fat and she said you see your belly here and she kind of like pinched my belly and whatnot I'm like, she's like, that's what's under your skin. And she said, if you're not careful, that kind of stuff is what like can, can, can like create, you know, problems later on in life, like heart attacks, whatever. 
And uh, I was like, oh, my God. I was like, this is disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, and, and, and I was like, this is terrible. And she says, look, it's going to be hard work. But she said, you know, this is how you're going to do it. And and I, it goes back to what I said earlier when you were asking me about fasting. I was like, that's when I developed the regime. And, you know, she helped me develop the regime and um, to an extent. And, and, you know, that's when I went at it that way. I was like, I'm not going to – that's not my destiny. Um, and, and so I think a nutritionist is a very good way. I think then – you know, much of what we said, hopefully you'll be able to paste some of, I know we're going to write down some notes and hopefully we'll be able to put it in the show notes, but you know, hopefully people will be able to just think about it simply and it's about balance. It's about consistency. It's about purity of, of, of what you eat. Like every day I would say my dinner is, I don't want to say a victory meal, but it's, uh, I err more to the comforting side. I just don't overeat. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, and I like that. That's kind of my game plan because if I, if I'm working hard during the day, I want to kind of enjoy and I want to, and I know that that sustenance during the day is really there for pure fuel and it's got a job to do at night. I want to enjoy it, but I just don't overeat. Um, you know, I don't make it a big meal. I make it a tasty meal. And so if you want, if you want, if you want to get in shape, kind of that, that's how to, that's, I think that's the best start is to think in that way. And then also to think about like, a, um, how much activity you have, you've got to have activity with shooting. It's been very interesting. I, I haven't actually sometimes been able to work out the way I wanted to. And especially the, uh, this fall, like maybe in uh, August and September and leading up to nationals, it was bothering me in that I was thinking that working out was, would take away from training and, and so forth. Cause it taxes you to a degree. Right. Mm -hmm. Well, I, I definitely learned that whether it's weights or cardio, uh, you need about a two to three hour window. You best to have about a two to three hour window in between, because if you do like, if you, if you're, doing cardio and you're sweating and you're getting hot and your blood vessels and your head's getting hot, it, your blood vessels are shrinking. You need all that to calm down and you need to recover. Right. And so little by little, I've been able to find the balance. Um, and, uh, and then the off season, this off season, I really kind of, I was like, it was a goal of mine to find the right balance between how much can I really work out and still be effective when I go to train and have one not take away from the other. And so I will, to, so to that end, you know, if I used to work out for say an hour, now, now maybe it's 30 minutes and maybe it's 30 minutes in the morning and maybe it's 30 minutes in the afternoon, or maybe it's more of a high intensity that like a hit workout and then maybe it's 30 to 45 minutes. So I will find a way to get, I'm going to get it in no matter what I'm going to do, because that the, the working out is critical to, um, energizing the metabolism and is the more you can energize the metabolism uh by frequency of eating and um by physical activity the better you're going to a feel and burn burn uh calories etc gotcha gotcha okay next question that uh was given to us was i get hungry within an hour of eating wide i think you've already kind of touched on this a little bit but i'll let you uh yeah go a little bit deeper into that 
Yeah, carbohydrates, high carbohydrate meals, like, you know, pancakes, toast, when you put syrup on pancakes. Look, I have my favorite Sunday breakfast uh, is uh, panettone French toast. Panettone is a bread that's kind of this fruit bread that's made in Italy, and my wife makes French toast with it, and it's ungodly delicious. Yes, right? I've had it. It's but, good that I don't know what that is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, my. Oh, you, you stay it, away, it Sean. Would, it, <laughs> it, it, <laughs> It's like French onion dips and chips uh, in the other spectrum. Oh, okay. Yeah. Or, right. or so wings, Sean, wings. Okay. <laughs> I was, was going to say, just say it's crack uh-huh. for fat boys, and we'll go with that. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, you know, look, high-carbohydrate-rich high meals, uh, especially if you then laid in sugar on top of them, that's probably the – it's probably definitely, like, of the worst things you'd really do before shooting, uh, before competing in a day. Um, at least for me, that is. Sugar, for me, it just – takes me on it all over the place the other thing is uh to keep your emotions and past we all have habits that were built off of you know this is what my family did this i did ate as a child you know this is what makes me feel good and all this kind of stuff but sometimes we gotta wake up and realize this is good for me this is not good for me and this is what and this is what's going to be best for me you know and that's like taking a step back and really taking a look at it. I'll be, I, look, I will tell, I will promise you, my work, my wife was on this call. She'd be like, oh, Joel, what about uh, chips and French onion dip? Because that's like a weakness of mine. I literally, I could, I could, I could hose a bag of chips and in, in, in a whole container. Chip, <laughs> no problem. But I know, I, I just know I can't, I can't do it. It's going to have, it's going to have bad, it's going to have a bad outcome. So I'll have, maybe you know a little bowl of chips and and dip and i'll be like ah that was really good now i can't wait till next time (laughs) (laughs) well you know one of the things i wrote down here joel to ask you about was metabolism and let's face it somebody if you're anything like i was in my 20s i could eat listen i could go through a big mac eating contest and still be 30 inch waist and you know plenty of energy and what are you guys talking about you know so your question is why well no like that then and what and why is it like that now no i think a lot of it has to do with metabolism you know i told you on the phone the other day i just turned 49 and the the two things i've learned is to watch very carefully what i put in my mouth and what comes out of it you know and so like I said, though, when I was in my 20s, it didn't buy. I could eat whatever I wanted. You know, I really could. And so the Joe Finizis of the world, this podcast probably isn't going to be very beneficial. But the masses of shooting is in their 30s and 40s and 50s and 60s. And this stuff's very, very important. Um, do you think metabolism is a major factor as far as diet is concerned, or no matter what your metabolism is or what shape you're in, this is all still very important for shooting. That's an awesome question. And it, it's really a, it's a giant topic. We're going to try and make it super, super short. Okay. So the long and short of it is that up until the age of mid thirties, we produce growth hormone, you know, testosterone, et cetera. G- growth hormone is what makes you feel invincible when you're young. You can eat anything, do anything. You're going to, you know, you can drink the night before, do this, do that. And then, you know, you get older and we wake up approaching 40 and we're like, I can't quite do that anymore. You get to 50 and you'd be like, 
I definitely can't quite do that like I used to. Right. And so that's primarily driven from growth hormones and the, the way our bodies are engineered. Now, um, I can tell you that if I don't, if I don't lift weights for a couple of weeks or whatever, I can start to feel it sluggish because in the benefit of lifting weights and certain doing certain like squats and stuff like that is that your it causes your your muscles to throw off growth hormone to, to testosterone basically the other thing that's happening parallel um is that after the age of in your after your mid-30s you're losing two percent of your muscle per year unless it's unless you're building upon it right or unless you're combating it if you that's what i call it's like to me it's like combat it's like i'm not going that direction and so with the with that knowledge you know i was i've taken the route of i'm going i'm going to stay on top of some hormone some natural hormone growth and i'm not going to lose muscle try not to lose muscle if i will and um and then the other thing that it's going to do is it's going to invigorate my metabolism now, the other thing that invigorates the metabolism is the frequency or the lack of eating. So you eat, you eat less and bigger meals, or meaning less often in bigger meals, you're, you're gonna, your metabolism is going to slow greatly. You eat, you eat more frequently in smaller meals, you're going to speed it up. You, so it's kind of like a, it's just kind of a natural thing. Gotcha. You know, as far as relating this all to shooting, which is what this podcast is about, you know, I look at it like this. There isn't, you know, everybody wants an easy button. Okay. So they're going to listen to this and think, man, just tell me what to eat. Uh, It's not that simple. Just like there's no easy, there's no shortcut from the first time you bust a target to master's class. Right. The only shortcut would probably be a coach. But just like all of the fundamentals in shooting, your diet's the same way. I mean, it's, there's no easy button. There, it's, a, it's a long road and, and doing a lot of things right. Am I, am I correct in saying that? I would, I would say so. And, you know, like if there's a parallel to the balance and consistency of the eating and especially around the, when you're competing in training, um, I think of it as when I've watched really good shooters and and the guy i bought my first gun from i saw this before i really knew anything about i mean i whatever been working at a little bit and but it was time to get a proper gun and and this guy had one his name was john terry he's a very good shooter from mississippi and um and i saw him and he was so calm and so smooth and us and and he and he was the best shot around and, and I'm like, that's the way I just, I saw it and I was like, that's the way. And, you know, if, if you, if you look at Joe and Todd and David and Anthony and all, you know, um, I had the chance of watching them and Greg Wolf is at the at nationals and they're very smooth. They're very assured. Right. And if I'm, if I'm practicing that during my training, which I, I do religiously, and you're trying to find that calm, that very calm, assured state. 
to me, it's, it's, it has nothing to do with aggression, right? And it has everything to do with, with things being kind of quiet, quiet in the mind. Um, and when you're, eye, when you're quiet in the mind and your eyes are quiet and, uh, things, be, and things are really clear, they, it, it, they just seem tend to flow and flow well. And I see better, I, for me, I see better results. I see a parallel with kind of like the, with eating in that way where I'm not having some big spike here or there and I'm just kind of keeping it on a balanced parallel track. Gotcha. That makes any kind of sense. Yeah. Does that make sense? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Joe, let me, let me dive off into one other little topic that uh, I was just curious about. And I thought it would be really interesting for our listeners. Let's talk about eye health for a minute. Do you know of any particular foods or practices that we could be doing uh, to help our eye health. I know a lot of people, as they get older, their eyes begin to deteriorate. Um, I know water has a lot to do with, with helping our eyes and staying hydrated. But what about the foods we eat? Is there any particular foods we should be looking at to uh, help our right. eyes? So uh, natural vegetables, fruits and vegetables. Um, and I've, I've mentioned, I mentioned in the past podcast, but not in this one. You know, I stay away from things that are really sweet. Um, but uh I like citrus um, and berries uh, and all types of green vegetables, carrots and any kind, all that kind of stuff. And then on the protein side, I'm like the biggest carnivore. <laughs> it's, <laughs> probably, it's probably beside the French onion dip. That's my, that's my downfall. And I'm not, I'm not giving that up to a degree, but I do, I do have my dosage of, you know, my dose of salmon um, I use an, uh, uh, some, I take some eye vitamins. Um, it's called eye promise. And then I also take like, uh, an omega three fish oil. It's like a thousand milligram. Um, that's also supposed to be v- really good for you. And, uh, but I'm not, I'm not too, too sure, um, outside of that. Um, if there are other things, the biggest and the, then that other biggest thing to me is hydration. I've also noticed um, I really wanted to work in this off season on quality of sleep because from everything I've read, you know, if you, if your, your eyes are hands down the most sensitive thing on, in your system, because they're like, other than our skin, the sheath on the front of the eye, it's, it's not as tough as your skin. And it's the, the one thing that's out there open to all the elements that's probably the most sensitive. Right. Mm -hmm. And if that makes any kind of sense like that and um, knowing that I went, I'll say this, I went to my, my annual um, physical with my primary care physician and I had worked out before my, before my, I did my blood test and I go in there and he, he's like, what the heck were you doing before your blood test? And he's like, you didn't fast, did you? I said, no, not really. He's just, <laughs> he's like, looks at me. And, he, and I said, well, I was working out. And he says, let me show you. And I, this was awesome because I, I mean, what better opportunity to see um, how a workout and the right whatever is going to, you know, where your system's going to be. And he shows, he turns the screen he says, look how low your sodium is and look at you. He's like, you're dehydrated. I'm like, I was drinking. Like I was like, I drank a liter of water. He says, well, maybe you weren't drinking consistently enough before. I'm like, Oh my God. I'm like, this is, this is crazy. And so th- that then just tells and, and that then tells you 
you know, how important the right hydration and nutrition is. Cause the first things to go is your, is your eyes. That's the first, is it, the very first. Is it one of the vitamins and I forget what vegetable it's in. Um, isn't vitamins that are high in lutein? Aren't those, yes. aren't those supposed yes. to be really good? Am I saying that right? Yes. Is it lutein? Yeah. Yes. Lutein. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I, there's, and there are some vitamins out there for that. I don't take them because I, from everything that I kind of have looked at, I'm like, okay, if I'm, if I'm really getting the, I've been really coaching myself on sleeping and making myself, you know, not like if I wake up at four or five o'clock or whatever, I don't, I am not getting up. I'm going to make myself stay in bed, you know, close my eyes, listen to my breathing. Um, meditating, meditation has been awesome for, so that when I wake up, I feel rested and feeling rested has been, I think the biggest part for, you know, my eyes when I'm, if I'm training, I feel the most confidence that way. So I think yeah. that, I think it's not just the eating, I, you know, it's the, it's all of the, all of the pieces coming together. Gotcha. Not just the eating. Joe, I, I hate to send another tidal wave your way, uh, but you know, you and I talked on the phone. There's a lot of the questions that you get are very individualistic. You know, we're all like snowflakes. We all have different uh, caloric needs. We all have different, you know, maybe some people are diabetic. Maybe some people have a gluten allergy and there's things that they can or can't eat. Yeah. If somebody does have a specific question, do you want to go ahead and throw your, your contact info out again and let them get a hold of you? Yeah. Yeah, sure. You know, because several questions that I did got were about people who had, um, like IBS or, or, um, they had a, like a food allergy that, that was creating some difficulty for them. Um, so yeah, so, um, my cell number is 504-975-8809. Just, uh, send me a text message and, um, we'll find time to hook up. Awesome. Well, we're going to see you down South there at the Florida shoots, Joel. Um, for sure. We'll awesome. catch up and, uh, Maybe the three of us will all get to have that victory dinner, and, and I'm, I'll let Sean buy. Hot wings all around. <laughs> Hot wings all around. I want to go to your favorite wing joint, and we're going to have a victory meal. Sweet. Yeah. <laughs> have you ever, seen the, right. you ever seen the great outdoors with John Candy? Yes. Remember the old 96er? That's, that's Sean right there. <laughs> John Candy. Even though oh, I, I, even I couldn't eat that dang on steak. Oh, my goodness. The old Stripes, 96er. Baby. Stripes. <laughs> <laughs> well, Joel, right. thank you very much for coming on and answering these questions. We really appreciate it. Um, maybe, you know, hey, if we get a bunch of good ones that, you know, apply to everybody, maybe we'll do a round three. All right, man. Yeah, Joel, great talking to you. Great having you back on the show, and we really appreciate you sharing your, your knowledge with us. My pleasure. See you all soon. All See right, you, buddy. Take care. See you. Bye-bye. Joel is a wealth of information. The guy knows his stuff. I'll give him that. Yes. Hey, stay tuned real quick. We're going to hit a quick sponsor segment, and we'll be right back. All right. Joining us on the phone for this Negrini segment, we've got John Calandro. Am I saying that right, John? Yes, that is correct. All right, John, uh, if you would, tell us a little bit about yourself and where you hail from uh, so our listeners can kind of figure out who you are. Perfect. Thanks, guys, for uh, having me. Um, I'm from Dallas, Texas. Uh I shoot um, here at the Dallas Gun Club. Um, I've been shooting since about 2005. Uh, I'm a sporting clay shooter as well. 
and I'm also uh, one of the resident instructors here at uh, the Dallas Gun Club. Nice. Awesome. Well, John, you also have a business there in Dallas, correct? Yes. So um, I own operate Clay Shooter Supply. So you might see us online. Um, we sell a little bit of everything in uh, Clay Target Sports for skeet, trap, and sporting. Um, we sell ammunition, uh, target loads, and hunting loads, and a little bit of everything else. Awesome. Well, with this segment being about Negrini, um, what was your decision to, to go with Negrini? What was your decision in choosing their cases? You know, there's a lot to it. Um, I've, I've had about a little bit of every, you know, carrying case for my shotgun. And, uh, you know, I've, I've had the aluminum case with the Negrini cases. Um, I've had the Mare case. I've had some other ones. And, and really, it's just I've always come back to Negrini. Uh, they're lighter. Uh, they're stronger. Um, it's, it's, it's just easier to carry around. Um, I actually own the, 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 the Negrini compact case. So it's, it's small, it's, it's sleek. Um, you know, just carrying my, uh, my Blazer F3 in a 32 inch barrel. It's, it's easy. So they've got the integrated locks, um, and their TSA compliance. Just, it's, it's easy to get on a plane and, and uh and carry around instead of a super heavy shotgun case right well john about how many times do you uh, travel every year would you say so being in business and shooting as well i i travel a lot so i try i try and go to most of the regionals um for sporting plays Uh, i i try and go to the u.s open i go to nationals every year so i'm always i'm always taking my negrini case um i'm flying uh you know anywhere from seven to 10 times maybe with, with, with my shotgun, um, for sporting clays and maybe some hunts as well. Uh, but it's, you know, it's, it's, it's taking it in my car as well. And, uh, I'm traveling, you know, the season starts in in kind of mid February. So from there until, uh, November, I'm, I'm traveling about every other week. Well, it definitely sounds like it's definitely getting some road mileage. So how's the case been holding up? Have you had any problems or issues? And the biggest important question is, has your gun been well protected, any damage or scratches or anything like that since you've been, uh, using it? Sure. So I can report my, my gun has not been damaged in any way. Um, you know, going through an airport, uh, they, they handle, uh, they, they handle any luggage case pretty, uh, pretty tough. Oh yeah. But, um, <laughs> I have that case cover, uh, that I would highly recommend if you get into greenie, it's just, it's like a ballistic nylon case. Um, and you just cover that over, uh, your greenie and it's, it's, it's worked out really well. Um, you know, the itself is a great company to work with. If you have any issues, uh, the most common thing that I've, I've had maybe with my case, the compact case uh, is a lock breaking, but you know, McGreeny has fixed it fast, and uh, and that's about the only problem I've had with with my Negrini that's been fixed. So, if you had to pick one feature of the case, what's your favorite feature? Pro- being the compact case, I just how small it is and how light it is. Mm-hmm. That's that's really it saves so much room in in my truck. And it's just so much easier to carry around. It comes with a, uh, a strap that you can attach to the case. So I can, I can throw it over my shoulder when I'm walking around. Um, and it's, it's just very enjoyable to carry. That's that being the, the main feature. I, I picked the compact case. 
Gotcha. Nice. Yeah, some of those cases can get giant size. We've seen a lot of guys flying to shoots, and it's like, man, you almost need a crane or a forklift to get that thing <laughs> in the back of your truck. <laughs> I mean, they can get big and heavy, and that's that's just hard to carry around all the time. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Well, if anybody was on the fence, uh, John, about buying uh, a case from Negrini, what would you tell them? You know, just really just give them a call. Negrini itself, uh, they'll they'll shoot it to you straight. They they stand by their products. They're one of the best companies to deal with in the industry because uh, they're always answering their phones. They're always answering their emails. Their website is is updated, so you can get all the information you can online or just giving them a call. That's 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 what I would recommend. Gotcha. Well, hey, John, while we got you on the phone, why don't you go ahead and give a shout out? If anybody wants to get a hold of you for any of your products you have for Clay Shooter Supply, how how they get a hold of you? Sure. So you can visit us on our website. Um, that's be the easiest way. It's clayshootersupply.com, and uh, you can browse our products. We've got a contact page on on our website as well. You can give us a call, or or uh, we've got a live chat option, so you can always send us a message, and and one of us will get back to you. Awesome. You know, John, I really appreciate you spending a few minutes with us um, to talk about Negrini, and uh, we we wish we wish you the best this year for sure. No, gentlemen, thank you very much. I enjoy. Joy Yell's podcast a lot. It's 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 uh it's really fun to listen to. Thank you, John. Thank we you. appreciate that. Yeah, very much so. All right, gentlemen. Thank you. All right, have a good night. Bye bye. Too. Bye. Well, Jason Rambo, we had Joel on again because he had so much response the first time he was on the show. It only opened the door to more questions. And, yeah, and hopefully we got a lot more of those answered tonight. <laughs> and this is probably going to even generate more questions for Joel. But uh, I don't think he minds. Well, I think the biggest thing falls back to what I said about this is a journey. It's not just a quick step. It's not like eat this protein bar and you're going to go out and shoot 100 straight. Right, right. right. Um, And not everybody follows a good diet. Let's face it. I mean, look at Digweed. Look at you. You know, look at guys like Braxton Oliver. Not everybody has to be in tip-top shape in order to shoot good no but i mean i think the bottom line is we've all been in tournaments where you felt good and we've all been in tournaments where we didn't feel as hot you know yeah and that that probably goes directly back to where we properly hydrated did we eat the proper foods um did we eat a bunch of pizza and beer the night before you know versus eating something more reasonable like some salmon and some vegetables and rice or something you know for the guy that only shoots like the local tournaments on a saturday or something just 100 birds and he's in and out probably isn't going to play that big of an effect but if you're shooting these tournaments where you're two three four days of shooting Mm -hmm. i think that's where you're going to see Big dividends by following what Joel's saying. Well, especially if you're out there all day. Like, if you're shooting multiple events per day, yes, you're going to run out of gas in the tank pretty soon if you're not taking care of yourself. Oh, yeah. I saw – listen, you did it at Nationals. Mm-hmm. I did it. I was actually on a pretty good diet plan going into Nationals, and I got there and ate trash all week, mm-hmm. and I felt it. Yep. I mean, I felt myself just going downhill. Yep. Well, I remember my days back when I was wrestling, and you know, I had to really kind of watch my weight and watch what I ate, and it definitely taught me – what you put in, you can feel it when you get out if you're in the right body. You used to wrestle? Yeah. Polar bears? Well, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Some just... some polar bears in there. But... <laughs> I'm just teasing you. Hey, listen, seriously, though, if, if anybody has any individual questions, you know, Joel threw his phone number out there. That's pretty awesome him to 
offers personal cell number. Yeah, that guy's so. wanting to help you, so uh, don't be afraid to reach out. And obviously, you can always get us more questions. Uh, shoot us an email or post it on our Facebook page, and uh, maybe we can get Joel on again down the road and answer some more. Yep, and we are right in the midst of recording a bunch of questions for the coaches. Mm-hmm. So send those questions to us. Right. Don't forget about questions for the gun clubs. Yeah, questions for the gun clubs. And also, uh, we're going to keep putting out these video segments on YouTube with uh, hopefully visual demonstrations about what the coaches are talking about. Uh, The Chad Roberts one was really good. Uh, The one with Bill was really good. We've got a a few more coming up down the pipe. So, Yep. And speaking of giving thanks, thank you very much to Bear Pelt, Atlas Traps, Odo Pro Technologies, Negrini, Rhino Chokes, RE Ranger, KLMO Game Board US, and White Flyer Targets. Thank yeah. you very much for supporting us. Uh, you know, it's because of people like you and your businesses and your companies that we're able to get these guests on to help people. Absolutely. If you're in a warmer climate and you're able to get out there, go shooting, take somebody shooting with you. If you're living up here in the frozen tundra like me and Jason, then hey, do what you can, uh, go out when you can, uh, but obviously work indoors, use some of the coaching chips from uh, from Chad or other people, and uh, at least get some work done somehow, somewhere. And when you can get out to a tournament. Win. Take someone <laughs> with you. Oh, my God. Is this your first time? No, I just, I just drew a blank right there. Oh, my goodness. When you can get out to a tournament. Take somebody with you. Hey, maybe they've never been. Maybe they'd like to start shooting with you. Uh, you never know. Absolutely. Well, hey, folks, we're going to run until next week. We'll see you here next time on the Dead Pair Podcast.